All right, everybody, settle down. We don't got a lot of time to waste this week. We're back for another episode of the Weekly Wilson Podcast. You can email us at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. I am your number one host, Brian Wilson. And I am your number two host, Jay Wilson. Oh, you just took what you got there, huh? Yeah, I felt like, you know, I really need to just roll with the punches this week. You're submitting to me, finally. Well, you know, Brian, two is better than one, some may say. I have heard that, but in this context. I guess we got to start this <laughs> podcast off how we start every podcast, with an apology. Yes. For I, uh, missing the episode last week. I figured we could uh, actually start with um, reading our first email, the most recent email we received, which is subject line, lodging a complaint. Um, we deserve it. Not signed by anyone, but I'm sure we can just say it's Taylor at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor says, I was incredibly disappointed that there was not a new episode this week. It pretty much ruined my Tuesday, and I find it highly unprofessional, especially with no warning to us loyal willies. Do better. <laughs> yeah, just gotta take that one and yep. file it away. We I'll deserve give you a, that one. I'll give you a very uh, heartfelt response that is auto-generated by Google. Thank you for letting us know. <laughs> But I gotta say, I am happy that people are so upset. Yeah. As bad as that sounds, but it it's like, uh, we're appreciated. There you so. go. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, that's great. Um, second thing I wanted to address was that, well, I suppose we could explain why we missed. And I think that's a good, that's it something has, we should do. It has some precedent, alright? Because the only other episode we missed was when we were doing Wilson Extravaganza Boonanza in Florida with the and whole also family. when I was home for Thanksgiving. Yeah, really? Yeah, we missed oh, yeah. then. Yeah, so in efforts to never do a podcast in person, we just end up always missing them whenever we're hanging out with family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of we went true to form. We were all visiting Aaron down in Atlanta, so we missed missed a pod. Yeah, big life event. Erin is leaving Atlanta. She's been living there for four years now. Yeah. And now she, her and Ben are moving on to bigger, better things. Yeah. It's crazy. So this was, yeah, their last, kind of their last week, last yeah. fun week in Atlanta. And we had what was deemed the Wilson Musi Wilson Atlanta Ganza 2021. Well, I titled it Musi Wilson Atlanta Ganza, but. Oh, does Musi come first? Well, I don't know. It seemed to flow better in my mind. Yeah. Me and Sydney were talking about this last week, how, like, with couples, it just feels right to say their names one way, and when you say them the other way, it just feels wrong. We were trying to identify what it is that makes a certain name feel better first. I think it's, like, how, like, I wouldn't say want to say, like, strong or powerful, but, like, I would want to say, like, how... how hard you can land on the first syllable of one of the names, you know? Like, with you, I feel like Brian and Sydney is kind of the way to do it. And I feel like mm -hmm. you could say, oh, obviously I'm biased because I'm a Wilson, but mm -hmm. it's, you say, Brian, like, Brian. But it's like, Brian. Sydney, you kind of got like, <laughs> S Okay. It's like a soft, it's a soft letter to go in on. That's a good thought. I won't yeah. dig into it too much, because me and Sydney, we kept coming up with uh, different rules that you we know, thought could maybe nail it down, but then we could always find, like, a couple exceptions, and then it just kind of seemed to all fall apart. And we could not find one consistent thing. 
Yeah. I'm going to stick to that one because it's vague enough that I can defend it in almost any situation. But I feel like I've held my tongue for far too long. Stop saying me and Sydney. I've had enough of it. Sydney and I. <laughs> get with it, Brian. You're, you have a master's degree and a bachelor's degree, and you're working with nukes. Neither of them in spoken word. You can word. do grammar. <laughs> But see, for both of my degrees, I don't necessarily need to communicate properly. I just need to get the point across. Yeah, but then the problem is, is your point stops coming across when I'm in my 30 seconds of blind rage after you say me and Sydney. <laughs> Alright. I have been called out on that before, actually. Yeah. So, I'll try to do better. Just, I, I need to... There aren't enough apologies that can be made. In the words of Taylor, do better. Honestly, as I was saying that, when I said me and Sydney, I was like, oh crap, I should have said Sydney and I. But then I just kept going. I was going to stop and fix it, but I was like, no, I can't admit my mistakes. No, we're men. And it'll just be obvious. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I also had... We were talking about the trip, but before we really dig into that, I also have another disclaimer to make. And um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can tell... That uh, I'm in a different recording location than usual. It's slightly different. I figured this just might be your new room. It's quite narrow. It's not my new room. Uh, <laughs> because in front of me is the uh, washing machine. Behind me is the dryer. And where I am is the only space. It's like standing room. And I have chose to put a chair in the standing room. So I'm in the only open space of this room. There's a dryer behind you? Yeah. Can you guess what room I'm in? The laundry room? Bingo. You don't get a podcast point for that one. But Yeah, that I'm was in the, kind of a layup. I'm in the laundry room, um, which you might think <clears throat> is a worse recording location. Obviously, the vent is louder here. We might have some white noise in the background. That's definitely a con. Pro, all the pipes run through this room, so we can finally tell when all of my roommates flush the toilet anywhere in the house. Oh, I've been wanting to know that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you finally solved that problem. It'll be like just a little sub-segment. Um, Plus, yeah, so, a lot of people find white noise very soothing, so I feel like yeah. this could be a positive. We're basically just becoming the Calm app. Nice. Yeah. So, Two apps um, in one. Yeah. Um, but the reason I'm doing this is because I moved <laughs> out to go on like the trip that we're about to discuss. Um but I didn't really move out. I just moved like sideways. I put all my stuff into a room that wasn't really being used in the house, and mm-hmm. uh, then I left. And now I'm back. <laughs> and in the interims, the person who is supposed to live here during the summer rightfully took the room that I was living in. So now I don't have a room, and all my stuff's here. So now you're just kind of like a hermit. I'm 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 I'm, I'm a squatter, if you just will. Kind of taking up space. <laughs> yeah, there's a day bed in the, in a living room upstairs that I slept on last night. I just have some possessions up there, most of my possessions still in the room that nobody really uses. And, uh, yeah. I like to think of you just scurrying around the house, like, hiding from everyone that's there. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm in the laundry room now, like. I know. In this room, it looks to me like it's about three feet wide. You know, you'd be about right. You could not fit a yardstick <laughs> across. Like, I'm touching both walls right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah. But it looks like a great place to record. It's perfectly sized for a podcast. I will I will admit that. Um, right. For but, the next hour and a half, it'll be the podcasting room. Yeah. Um, also, I made the mistake of like actually letting my roommates know that I was going to be recording the podcast. Because usually I just put up the sign and do my thing. But now I figured I'm in sort of a public space. I might as well let the folks know. But I live mm-hmm. in a house of college kids, so now we're probably going to get messed with. A good old college yeah. kid mess around. 
Good old um, mess around. Yeah, but I they said they asked, oh, can we be guest stars on the podcast? What if we just walk by and talk loudly? And I put up the stipulation, all right, every roommate can come and say two words outside of the door that are family friendly. And then I will give a shout out to whoever said those words. Okay. Um, so that we'll might just pop in throughout the cast. Yeah, so we'll see if, if it even shows up on the audio. We'll see if anybody actually does it. But yeah, so we might have some okay. guest stars. Your strategy last episode of just furiously yelling at them didn't prove as effective, or? Um, I mean, it. I'm not going to say it was ineffective. Also, thinking about it, did we miss two episodes? No, we only missed one. Because I was gone for two Sundays. Oh, wait, no, but this is the only... I was gone for one Sunday, and we came back on the other Sunday. Yeah. Okay. It might feel like we missed two, because we also did consider doing ParkCast. Yes. But Which we quickly decided apart. not to. Um, yeah. But I suppose we just got to dive into what happened for the trip. So I chronologically had the first leg of the trip without you, any of you. So I could talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Any Any of you? Any of me? Anyone in the other in this room right now? You and the other people who are on the trip that we we are going to talk about. Oh yeah, no one, none of the listeners were there. No, um, except Aaron. I guess Aaron's a listener. No, I meant you. I meant none of you, as in everybody else who was concerned with all of the other stuff we're going to talk about for the rest of the like trip section. Ah uh, yes. Keep up, Ryan. Anyway, <laughs> um, any. Sorry, I'm still thinking about how I said Sydney and me, <laughs> me and Sydney. <laughs> Me and my Sydney. My <laughs> Sydney that? and me. Woo! Um, that's the intro for our next segment, which is where I talk about the first leg of the trip. So, <laughs> I went to a cabin in the Smoky Mountains. I've never been before, first oh, of all. this leg of the trip. Beautiful park, yeah. Um, we basically rented out... We didn't basically, we actually rented out a cabin. <laughs> we kind of rented it out. I think it was meant for ten people... Or 12 maybe we had 15 people there that's and not too much of a stretch no not too much we did have three people in each king-sized bed or nice. two of the king-sized beds one couple had a king-sized bed to themselves which i thought was a blunder um yeah let's be honest king-sized beds are made for three yeah at one point there was uh we were going to have four over i think all over the age of 21 year old men in a bed, I say men, what are we? <laughs> in a king-sized bed together, but then one got out and slept in a sleeping bag on the floor. Um, but yeah, so it, was, it was a little tight, um, but it was really, really fun. A lot of a lot of drinking. It was a debauchery trip. I love those if, trips. If I've ever heard of one. Um, but there was also a lot of hiking. One day we actually did an 11-mile uh, trail going up Mount LeConte. Mm. Um, not the highest peak east of the Mississippi, but the highest face east of the Mississippi. Interesting. Which means it wasn't highest elevation, but highest, like, peak to valley distance. Okay. Yeah. So if you stand on top of it and you're the tallest one there, does that make your face the highest face east of the Mississippi? I believe I was. Just right, big dog everybody on this side of the Mississippi. Yeah, that's a nice title to claim there for a few yeah. short minutes while you're up there. I'll have to text all the folks in the chat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was super duper fun. Um, that was, for me, I was there from Wednesday to Sunday. Um, 
then we're cleaning up Sunday morning, and I realize, oh, I haven't really talked to Aaron in a while. So I text her and say, hey, Aaron, I'm coming up to Atlanta today, remember? Like, am I allowed to come today, or do you want me to take, like, a day and camp somewhere on the way so that you have more time? And she said, oh, I thought you were coming on Wednesday with Brian. But, yeah, come today. It's fine. So I was sitting there at the end of one trip. I got off the phone that morning, and I said, all right, guys, I got a place to sleep tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so then I scurry on over to... uh, Oh, I, one thing I wanted to mention. We did a moonshine tasting in uh, oh, Tennessee. Oh, fantastic. Highly recommend it. It was much more pleasurable than you would expect. Lots of cool flavors of moonshine out there. Yeah. Um, that was kind of our celebration as to like our friend group almost entirely being 21 at this point. Uh-huh. In but, my uh, experience, anything that starts with a liquor and ends in tastings is really just trying to gussy up the fact that you're getting absolutely like super drunk. Well, it was like a $5 moonshine tasting. So we tried like, you get like a third or so of a shot, and you tried like six or seven, maybe up to ten, I'm not sure, like uh, different moonshines. Okay. So you're actually trying to keep it under control a little bit. Yeah, and then like by the end they're just like, and here's a coupon. Like, And what was cool was that they were just like, oh, and if you're curious about prices, anything in one of the jars, which like it was all just moonshine in jars, is $25, except for the cherries, those are more. Oh, so this was actually, like, at a facility. Yeah. At an institution that makes moonshine. Yeah, no, we went to a place to do a moonshine tasting. Okay, I'm picturing, like, me and my roommates going, let's do vodka tastings, and then (laughs) taking, like, eight shots of bottom-shelf vodka. (laughs) (laughs) No, this was good stuff, and it was at an establishment. We were being all fancy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's actually pretty fun. And that moonshine you brought to Atlanta, I don't know if I'm stepping on your toes, but that was really good. No, yeah, I was excited to bring it. Um, I was, I felt so adult not showing up empty-handed. I had, like, a little gift. I was like, hey, guys, brought you some. Had a little bow. Yeah. Put um, some makeup on it. But anyways, I'm already getting bogged down too much. So then we were in, La- in Atlanta for the Musi Wilson Atlanta Ganza. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about first that? First, last, and only. Yeah, well, actually, first of all, I wanted to say my notes for the trip were... In order. There's only four bullet points. It's jazz, vomit, aquarium, fun. I think that about sums it up. Yeah. All right. So then we went to Chattanooga after that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I could speak on it. I got there late, so I missed the aquarium. Very cool. Uh, I Um, will say that I generally don't like zoos, but the aquarium, much different vibe. It was very like, it's like they had all these animals there, all these fishes and mammals. Um... But, I felt like, honestly, the guests were secondary. Like, it was all about the animals. Like, they're there to try and make these animals happy. Obviously, some of the bigger ones that they, like, just, like, took out of the wild to have at their exhibit to make it awesome probably isn't, like, serving the animal as much, per se. But it's very much like a research facility. Like, people go there to do, like, research on these different species. And I thought that was kind of cool. And it was, like, they, like, almost all of the different animals, like, they would talk about... Like, every exhibit would talk about, like, their care routine, and they would be like, oh, like, we'll have, like, the mentally stimulating, like, uh, sessions, or, like, this sessions. Like, they're all, they're very dedicated to the health of the animals, and then it's like, oh, and to raise money to keep this operation going, we have people come in and look at all of the animals. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, I I really, really liked it, and I highly recommend it. I think the Georgia Aquarium is, like, world-renowned or something. That's, I feel like I've heard of it before. Yeah. Like, I've... Every time I've heard of an aquarium, everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's not that cool. 
And I asked someone one time, I don't know what group setting I was in, but I was like, are there any aquariums that someone's been to that are good? And someone was like, the one in Georgia, or the one in Atlanta, is actually... Yeah. It's a... It was a $40 ticket, and it's probably the first time that I've paid $40 to, like, for an experience that, like, was less than a day that I oh, felt was... a lot. I felt it was entirely worth it. Okay, good. Raving reviews for the Atlantiquarium. Yeah, the Atlantiquarium. <laughs> How'd they <laughs> miss that one? I don't know. I just said it on accident. <laughs> um, Should have had me in the focus group. Yeah, but other than that, before you got there, it was pretty much the same as when you were there. It was just... So we're showing us around Atlanta, doing some cool stuff, looking at some cool shops, um, mm-hmm. drinking, and going to cool blues bars. There were two yeah. different nights that were defined by blues or brews, blues, and BBQs. Yeah, I like that tagline too. Yeah, a lot of good taglines this trip. Um, but yeah, I got there, and within like ten minutes of me parking my car, I found myself riding down the belt line with you on my handlebars on my bike. Yeah. Because, yeah, we were doing Adventure Chic Day, where we were just kind of like, I don't know, putzing around Atlanta, looking at cool things. Everyone had the scooters, but I just had happened to bring my bike, so naturally, we yeah. put you on the handlebars. <laughs> well, because everyone else got to share there. scooters and split the cost, and I felt like I was getting cheated. Yeah, that's true. You know? But, um... But then I felt like I was getting cheated because I brought my own bike and then I had to cuddle you around. <laughs> yeah. But eventually I just got a scooter. So. Yeah. Plus, I think we brightened a lot of people's days letting them see two, like, six-foot-something guys riding on a road bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the same time, like, your legs just sticking out all gangly. Yeah. Probably but, a sight uh, to see. But yeah, not too much uh, specific stuff. I really like going to a cool place, but... Also having somebody who already lives there, because it's a different vibe. Like, they were just showing us, oh, like, you have, like, the Cliff Notes version of what's cool about the city, and you don't feel stressed to go see everything, because, like, when it, when it's all unknown, you think, oh, I might be missing all this stuff, but when there's somebody there who's, like, kind of guiding the expedition, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, we're gonna do this stuff, and then we're fine. Yeah, they've already sifted through. Yeah, so it was like, it was like we got to, like, demo just, like, being in their city, and, like, their in their life and hanging mm-hmm. out and it wasn't it didn't feel as like stressed as a trip i would say yeah and then what are the other highlights of the trip i would say one tagline was just the fact that there may or may not have been a sickness working its way through the group yeah i don't want to name names but uh three of the four guests vomited at one point or another <laughs> yeah and i'm still unsure as to what the cause was they were like i don't know if we're just hung over or if, like, we're sick. Yeah, because... what's going on. I thought... Because I'll name myself. I was one of the parties that vomited. But I, <laughs> mine was on the last day. And to be fair, at that point, I had been, like, binge drinking for ten days. And I was just not treating my body very well. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but, um... And I honestly do... Th- I think... I was thinking back, and I'm just like... On several of those days, I probably had, like, two, three, maybe four beers on, like... Maybe, like... Two or three of the nights. Mm-hmm. So, like, interspersed those throughout. I feel like my definition of binge drinking is kind of a little uh, lower caliber than a lot of college uh, yeah. pros. But, but you um, were drinking more than you usually would for oh, many yeah. days no. in a row. And by the end, my body was in shambles. I just, like, <laughs> I was sleeping in the, it was so funny, I was sleeping in the van, and I, uh, because Aaron's apartment is 
uh, just like a one bedroom. So then they have like basically a queen size bed in their van that you and I shared and mm-hmm. only I had to myself before you got there. But, uh, last morning I was feeling rough, stumbled out at like 6am, just peed, thought that would make me feel better. Went back to bed for two hours, stumbled back out, threw up in the street. <laughs> <laughs> and that was at like 8.30 a.m. <laughs> yeah, and like everybody's like in their yards, like starting their days, like watering the grass, walking their dogs, and I'm just sitting there just like... <laughs> just <laughs> stumbling out of a van and throwing up on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, and it was just all barbecue from the night before, and I just was not in good form, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> not a good look for Jay Wilson. <laughs> no, the, I'll say... Night one of Blues, Brews, and BBQs went better for me. It was Korean barbecue, which is something I've never had and highly recommend. It was so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, night two of Blues, Brews, and BBQs hit me like a brick wall. And then uh, <laughs> that was the end of the trip. <laughs> I do kind of want to break this down, though, because uh, victim number one, were they already sick coming into the trip? They were on the tail end of their illness. I think they had they were going through finals and just kind of burning the candle at both ends for a while and just didn't feel like they were treating their body really well. But then, like, finals had ended and they were kind of coming out of it from what I understand. So somewhat similar causes to you. So it might have just been fatigue. It might have just been end-of-semester fatigue. But then victim number two did not have the same kind of story. But But that was the day after we made undeniably oh, the God. worst margaritas of all time <laughs> yeah we it was cinco de mayo and i made some some pretty good margaritas albeit from a recipe online like it was just it was strawberry jalapeno margaritas pretty straightforward right down the middle but uh i mean what, wait hold on hold on is strawberry jalapeno straightforward and right down the middle i feel like it is you, you i've never heard like, anything like that in my life but if you saw that on a menu, you'd be like, oh, I'll have that. And you wouldn't be like, what? I would be like, ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. I want to try that. Yeah. But when placed next to the monstrosity that came next, it was pretty right down the middle, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, oh, man. So at that point, we were running kind of low on ingredients. So they, I think they threw in, it was this one was Ben and his little brother uh, made this one. And, uh... They just kind of started throwing in all the extra stuff. And the Muses are very big on not wasting anything. So when they were, like, throwing in strawberries, they didn't take off the stems at all. Yeah. And then... Strawberry leaves and all. Yeah, they put in a mango skin and all. <laughs> yeah. And then... They I still... think the real killer was the lime <laughs> with the entire peel. Yeah, it was an entire lime they just threw into the, <laughs> into the blender. Which, he had justification, right? Because he had... <laughs> he has classmates, apparently, and friends that will, like, eat a lemon whole. Yeah, which lemon peel is way different than lime peel. Yeah, because you were telling me, from a culinary standpoint, lemon peel has, like, some redeeming qualities, and, like, you use it in recipes and Like, you zest a lemon. I think you can zest a lime, too, but it's just, like, if you've ever... Most of my experience with the peels of these two fruits was just sheer experiential. Like, I would, like, actually... Like, I've eaten lime lime peels, or, like, I chewed on them, and it's, like, extremely bitter and gross, but, like, a lemon peel, it's just kind of spongy and, like, fresh like like a lemon. Okay, yeah. So lemon peels do sound like they could be okay. Yeah. It definitely wouldn't be great for the texture, but, like, it doesn't taste horrendous. But then the lime peel is just super bitter and, like, made it really, like, chunky. Mm-hmm. And then at, it, like, was, it was, like, a pale pink color and it tasted really gross and really bitter. 
and uh, there was a lot of tequila in it as well. But then yeah. eventually, yeah, that's so yeah. to recap, we had a lime peel and all, mango skin and all, uh, strawberries with the leaves on them, and jalapeno still, and jalapenos. All of this mixed in with vodka, or would no, it tequila. have been tequila? Yeah. yeah, all of this mixed in with tequila. <laughs> So it was just horribly bitter and had, like, an undertone of tequila. And it was chunky. And, yeah, there were chunks of lime peel. Yeah, so then we're drinking this, and it's so gross, but then uh, we're ch- then they, the, the real downfall is when they started trying to remedy the situation. <laughs> yeah. Because, because then <laughs> you just hear Ben's in the kitchen trying to fix the margarita, and then you hear, I think... Ben's We're discussing brother. in the living room about, yeah. like, what we could possibly do to make it better. And I'm like, well, it's super bitter, so, like, maybe we just add, like, a bunch of honey or a bunch of sugar. And then Jared said that he had heard, like, when you're making... I forget what you're making, but the good way to counteract um, too much lime taste is to add kale, I think, to a smoothie. Yeah. Like, so if you have too much lime in something, you can add kale and it will, like, neutralize it. But he said this and, loudly, and then you just hear Ben yeah, say, and then as, Kale's going on, in! Hold on, hold on. <laughs> as he said that, I was like, well, I think the kale flavor probably counteracts, like, lime juice flavor. Like, the sour flavor. So I don't know if it's going to counteract <laughs> lime peel. And then you hear from the kitchen, Ben goes, Kale's going in! And, then <laughs> and from this point on, it was, like... Fluorescent green. <laughs> yeah. It went from pale pinkish green to, like, vibrant green. <laughs> yeah. And it was chunkier, more bitter, just truly foul. You would mm. have to, like, put it in the front of your mouth and just sort of shoot it to the back of your throat. To yeah, get it swallow down. it real fast so that you wouldn't have to chew it up. <laughs> it wasn't even, like, a bad alcohol taste. It was just like you were trying to eat something that tasted like you shouldn't eat it. It was just a terrible drink, period. Yeah. It yeah. was a little bit salvaged by cutting it with LaCroix. Ooh, I forgot about the LaCroix. <laughs> That's what we came to at the end, but it was still not something I would call edible. It was so thick by the end. <laughs> it was chewy. <laughs> you could chew it oh, a boy. little bit. I'm like having flashbacks right now. I can't handle I it. So, basically so all of this to gross. say, all of this to say the next morning, victim number two woke up. Yeah. Uh, throwing up and was immobilized all day. <laughs> Quoted saying they felt like they had an entire lime in their stomach, which they probably did <laughs> content-wise. Yeah. <laughs> like, in that, in that margarita, the third ingredient on the, the label would probably be lime peel. Yeah. I would argue it might even be the first. Dude. Definitely by, like, impact on the recipe. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so oh, yeah. that was... And then Jay was Jay was victim three. Yep. For and I think mine was reasons. honestly just a product of a decent amount of alcohol, but then just far too much barbecue. Mm-hmm. When you do the blues, brews, and BBQs, you gotta have them all balanced, and I just went way too all in on the BBQs. Yeah. But, um, eventually, the Atlanta portion came to a close. It was delightful. It was good to see Aaron... And honestly, mm. I hadn't hung out with the Musies that much ever before, and it was yeah. delightful. They have a great dynamic. They yeah. complimented the Wilson dynamic. Yeah, I think the Wilsons and the Musies definitely vibe. Kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then, we, it took us a while to get the wheels turning, but eventually we made it out of Atlanta, despite uh, the world's best efforts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, so... I was in shambles on the next day. I had woken up just throwing up, and then 
Uh, I don't know, just through various means, I ended up having to take three showers that day. (laughs) (laughs) Not even that day, but, like, when did we leave? Noon? One? We left at five, Brian. Oh, man, what were we doing all day? Laying on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. I was so sad that day. It was, like, just the culmination of, like... Having had just a, like, endorphin or serotonin, I don't know, whatever happy chemicals. I felt like I had had, like, a happy chemical brain dump for, like, ten days, and that the throw-up was just me, like, hard cut to that, and just being like, alright, time to feel some sadness because we need to compensate. And I was just (laughs) in the dumps, man. I was not feeling good. Yeah, so we, like, didn't know where we were going, didn't know... I don't know, we didn't really have a full plan formulated... And we yeah. didn't have the energy to really go anywhere. And then when we finally did start to mobilize, we went out to the good old Silver Bullet. Yeah. It's been through thick and thin. Have many stories with that silver car. Yeah. To find that a branch had fallen on the windshield. Yeah, just shattered it. <laughs> and we're like, do we, do we just drive this? And we're like, hey, yeah, yeah, the cracks are kind of like not really in the way. Yeah. So then we hobbled out of Atlanta eventually in poor spirits, um, <laughs> got to the campsite that we had found after dark, and eventually just found an arguably far better campsite that was open, but was not the one that we paid for. Yeah, we squatted there too. Yeah, and uh, eventually we were just able to set up, have a dinner of some couscous and vegetables, classic mm-hmm. camp food, and just... Sort of hit the hay, just honestly just really called it a wash for that one, and just were yeah. putting our hopes on day two. But then, yeah, so that kicked off the climbing portion of the trip. Yeah, which was, I still didn't feel great, but I think it went essentially flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of wanted to have you tell this portion of the story, because, like, I talk about climbing all the time. Okay, yeah. The climbing, in my opinion... I would say if I had to pick number one highlight of the trip was me climbing that super tall route. Yeah. So give us like, I don't know, I want, I want to get like the whole story. Like, so <laughs> I, I felt nauseous hiking in. Like I thought I was going to throw up the, like the whole walk. Yeah. Jay was slightly nauseous all day, which probably helped level his climbing abilities to mine and made me not feel as bad about holding him back. But yeah, so this is my first dive into like the upper levels of outdoor climbing. Um, with Jay, so he was te- he was showing me the ropes. Yeah, and like, yeah, so we started rope. we st- we started on a couple easy routes where he like taught me the techniques and stuff, how to put the equipment on the wall, how to take it off or not how to take it off, but how to put it on, how to use it, how to climb like it. And wow, this is kind of hard to talk about without getting too down in the details. No, yeah. So like, <laughs> I had to first like show you how to like keep me safe on the wall. Yeah, priority number one, make sure I don't drop Jay. Yeah, and then I showed you how to not drop yourself. Yeah, make sure I don't drop myself. So yeah, we went to, basically we went to a couple easy routes and I learned everything, and then we went to a slightly harder, very long route, and it was like Mm -hmm. 100 feet tall, and there was like an easy part, and then a kind of difficult part in the middle, but there was like a ledge right before the hard part, and then easy stuff after that. So Jay climbs up it first, puts all the gear on the wall, And then, basically, there's two ways to climb. There's lead climbing, which is slightly more difficult and much more scary. 
but it's kind of like the more yeah. fun way or the more it's legit like, way to climb outside. It's essentially just like you're either putting the gear and so anytime you're climbing, you're either putting the gear up and the rope up or you're following the person who put the gear and the rope up and you're taking all the gear out. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. So you're either leading or following is mm-hmm. what it boils down to. There's a lot of different scenarios, but okay. Yeah. But yeah. there's lead climbing, which is the scarier, slightly more difficult way. Or there's top roping, which is what most people do in gyms and is a lot um, less scary. Because if you ever fall, you're only going to fall with like a few inches or like a foot. Whereas yeah. if you're lead climbing, you could potentially fall like 20 feet because of the way the rope is. But anyways, we were outside. So I was like, well, we're outside. I'm going to lead climb. Like, that's just what you should do, right? I can top rope any time. I want to lead climb out here. This is what I came here to learn how to do. So I was lead climbing this 100-foot route. Um, and so first part was easy. Got through it, no problem. Got up to this ledge. And then right after the ledge is, like, the kind of harder part. And the first part was easy, but I was already tired by the time I got there. So I go to do the hard part. I, like, climb up to it, get to, like, kind of the big move, like the crux of the route. Yeah, you're pulling and yourself over a roof, so it's like... Your legs are way in front of you, and you're trying to get up over this, like, thing that's sticking out into your chest. Yeah. So. It's basically, yeah, like a wall, overhang, and then more wall. So you have to crawl out from under the overhang. Yeah. Um, so I, like, got up to the overhang, kind of, like, tried a couple things, and at this point, um, I'm above the rope, which I guess this is the part where it kind of gets confusing, but basically I'm at a point where if I fell, I was going to fall pretty far. Yeah. Which is scary. So I was like, uh, and I'm like trying other things. My arms are super tired. I'm like, uh, I'm just not seeing it. But there was another place to anchor my rope right above me. So if I could, uh, get in there, I would be kind of like safer and like Mm -hmm. able to climb more boldly. Um, but I couldn't get to it. So my arms were getting tired. So I climbed back down to that ledge, like took a breather. You gave me some tips on like, oh, here's a good hold. Here's a good way to maneuver your body here. And I'm like, I don't know, man, like, my arms are pretty beat. This is looking pretty tough. It's scary. Like, in my mind, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm just going to come down. But you were like, nah, man, you got this. Like, you can climb it. It's all, once you get past this, it's all cake from here. And I was like, okay, whatever. We'll just, we're, we're sending it. So I climb back up to the overhang, do a couple different holds that you told me about, and I'm able to, like, um, yeah, kind of, like, yank my rope up slap it into the anchor above me i'm like all right now i'm not as scared about falling let's freaking do this and then i just like whipped out some really tough moves got over the roof and then got up and i was like whoo okay and then it really was just like a victory lap from there and it's like my arms were burning they were pumping but like i got through the rest of it got all the way to the top and it counted as like an official like i got all the way up by myself because there was no point There was no point where you had to, like, catch me or, like, take my weight. Because it's like I got tired, but I just climbed back down to a spot where I could, like, chill. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, got a full send. And that was, like, my big triumph of the trip. I was so happy. And then it made me even more happy at kind of at the end of the day when you were like, uh, I'm surprised you, like, lead climbed as much as you did today. Because I basically led every single route. Yeah, at one point or another. Yeah. Until like the end, of, until the very last route we did, you yeah. at one point led every route. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, well, I mean, we're outside. Like, don't you lead climb when you're outside? And you're like, oh no, people like climb outside and they'll only top rope for a really long time. And like when they first learn, they'll maybe do it once and then be like, okay, that was good. I was yeah. like, that made me feel super good. I was so 
is the most accomplishment, like the most satisfied I've felt and accomplished I've felt at the end of a day in a very long time. No, yeah, that and was I gotta super give, cool. I got to give the credit to you for A, being my teacher, and B, believing in me and cheering me on as I was up there. Oh, it was just so wholesome. So good. Yeah. No, I was, I loved doing that. I was real proud of you. Um, but yeah, no, I'm always psyched when people just sort of push past what they think they can do because mm-hmm. climbing has a, is a good, is a good medium to do that in. It's like, it can seem yeah. super impossible, but then also, um, there was kind of the cool moment where, um, so you were like doing battle on that five, eight. So mm-hmm. just quick. Well, are you going to tell the last route? Because I was going to get to that, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, in climbing grades, it's like, they're all five point something. I've probably said this at one point or another, but Mm 5.1 is easier than 5.2, which is easier than 5.3, and that's essentially all you need Mm -hmm. to know for now. But then we did one more route after that big, long, cool one. Yeah, so we did the 5.8, and then, yeah, all day we were kind of climbing easy stuff, so I'm like, all right, Jay, let's do one you want to do, because, like, you're out here. You're obviously better than me. Like, let's do one you want to do. So we went to a 5.10. Mm-hmm. and our plan was Jay would climb up and, like, set all the gear, and then I knew I wasn't going to be able to lead climb it. Um, so I was like, I'll just top rope it, and then if I can't climb it, you can kind of, like, take some of the weight, and I'll be able to get to the top one way or another. Um, and then I can take all the gear down, we'll call it a day. So Jay lead climbs the route, and I'm, like, talking to other people around, um, just kind of, like, belaying for you like usual not really paying much attention and you didn't seem to have too much trouble with it like you got up just fine and then you come down and then I go to top rope it and take all the gear out and I get like not even halfway up the route and I'm like okay I'm done I'm at a point where like I don't really see any holds and I'm really exhausted and I'm like I can't get any farther like take the weight and like let's get up the rest of this and get the gear out but then even once you took the weight I was looking around, because in my mind, I was like, he'll take the weight, and then I'll just have to help, like, a little bit, just to get me up the wall. Yeah. But I was looking around, and I'm like, I literally see nothing I can even remotely grab onto. And, like, my arms are so tired that I, like, can't even help push myself up the wall. And, like, even with you literally dragging me up the wall... (laughs) I was having a lot of trouble getting to the top of that route. Like, when I came down, I was dripping sweat, out of breath. Yeah. Like, well, I like will there, say... were, there were points that I wasn't sure if I was going to make it to the top, even with you pulling me up. Yeah, so I think that you felt more feeble on that route than you looked, because there were really two parts that I could have pointed out that were... Well, one, we weren't pulling you up the most efficient way that I realized afterwards. Like, there was a <laughs> much easier way we could have gotten you past that. But, regardless, there were two parts that you really couldn't get past. And it was, honestly, one of the parts I almost couldn't get past. It was just, like, I sort of had to make a less confident move. And, like, I was honestly pretty, like, there was one very, like, a, a crux, if you will. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. a standard hardness throughout the whole part. It was, like, there was one really hard part. And there's another pretty hard part. And really, I just had to get you past those two, like, sets of moves. And then, aside from that, you just kind of went up it. But there was still no point where you were like, hey, Brian, high alert, I might fall here. Like, you were just doing your thing. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Because, well, what was nice about that... (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to get too down in the details, but there were... (laughs) All of that just to say... Yeah. All of that just to say that you climbed something the very difficult way 
with seemingly little trouble that I climbed the easy way and could not even remotely closely come to climbing it. So just a little testament to Jay's climbing ability. He's extremely modest, but you guys need to know this guy can climb. Yeah, I definitely, like, the difficulty of stuff I can climb hasn't gone up an extreme amount, but, like, my comfort level as far as, like, doing the things that seem scarier, like, they call it your, your, like, mental game. Like, my mental game has gotten way better. Like, I'm much more confident in my ability. Yeah. So, like... That's what, I think I was talking to someone else about that too. I forget if it was at the rock wall or what, but I was like, yeah, after I climb consistently for a while, it's like, I'll trust footholds a lot more. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, I'll look at something and be like, I can put my foot there. Whereas if I haven't climbed in a while, I'd be like, I can't put my foot there. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, the confidence in what you can and can't do. Yeah. And then a big big part of it it too is then like, just... You can move a lot. Fa- a lot of things change. Like, I, I'll see the holds and I'll know exactly how I want to move off of them. Whereas, like, you could have the same holds, see all of them, and not know exactly what you want to do. But anyways, climbing was great. And we had a good day. And I was super proud of you. And it was just, yeah. Went true to form. Like, I already have entirely forgotten about, like, any amount of miserableness I felt being nauseous. Mm-hmm. But. So, yeah, that wraps up the Smoky Mountain, Atlanta, Ganza, Chattanooga climbing yeah, True. after that we just woke up and got some breakfast and parted ways. Yeah. Did not realize it was Mother's Day. No. <laughs> like, why are why are all these breakfast places so busy? What's yeah. <laughs> but we got into a place with no wait. Yeah. We got there right as they were opening, and we were like, do we need a reservation? And they were like, nope. And we're like, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> the Wilson Way, it just works out. Yeah. Um... That was a beautiful example of us making a mistake, but it working out in our favor. Because we set our alarm, not realizing that my watch (laughs) had unnecessarily changed time zones. So we wanted to get up at 6.30, ended up getting up at 7.30, and then this restaurant opened at 9, and we got there right as it was opening. But you didn't pick that restaurant because you thought it was going to be closed. (laughs) And then we we put our names in at a restaurant that had to wait and then walked over to that one. And then we're just like, oh, there's a lot of people outside. Oh, it must be opening. Wait a minute. It's 9 o'clock. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just us being so utterly lost and bad at planning. (laughs) But like bumbling into like a perfect situation. Yeah, we ate at the Mark Ruffalo Honey Cafe (laughs) in uh, Chattanooga. (laughs) Look it up. You won't be able to find it. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, so, bummer parting ways, but it was a phenomenal trip. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to move on to just talk about, we started a conversation when we were thinking about doing Park Cast in yeah. Atlanta, but you want to talk a little bit more to that subject? Yeah, so, yeah, one of the things I like about hanging out with you and Aaron is we always just have good, like, life talks. Or Ooh, talk wait, about, real like, quick, before we move on entirely, thanks, Aaron. Yeah. For hosting. Like, that was a lot. You had four people in your one-bedroom apartment for yeah, a week. Bold move, to say the least. Yeah. And even with all those people, we were like, oh, it's too bad Rachel's not here and Vince isn't here. <laughs> it's like, we're two away from the full Musi Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, but, yeah, no, just biggest thanks to, well, Ben and Aaron. Mm-hmm. Great hosts. Yeah. Hosts with the most, if you will. Super hosts. But moving on. We had yeah. a great conversation that we kind of wanted to continue on pod. Yeah, we always have good life talks, good emotion talks, how we deal with situations and stuff. And um, what we talked about in the park, I actually came home and talked to Sydney about it more. And I was like, wow, this topic is actually pretty deep and pretty good. 
let's disseminate this to the world. Why not monetize it? Yeah. <laughs> so what do we, we say? Happiness is happiness is meaningless if there's no one there to monetize it. Exactly. So we were talking about. Um, I guess the main topic was just self-advocacy, like representing yourself, make like vocalizing what you want in a situation, what your desires are, what you want out of a situation, what your goals are, all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, vocalizing your desires. And we were talking about how us Wilsons operate out in the big bad world and kind of in relationships and stuff because in our upbringing in the Wilson family, it feels like decision-making was always made on the pretense that everybody was kind of looking out for everybody's happiness. Yeah. Like, no one was just going to bulldoze everyone else for what they wanted. They were always going to make their uh, decisions in the interest of the entire group rather than just themselves. Mm-hmm. And so we never felt the need to vocalize or really take a strong stance on what we wanted because we knew it was already being considered by everybody in the room. Which, what I, I may say, like, sounds very altruistic and good, but also, in many situations, makes it very hard to make decisions. Yeah. And, all, yeah, that's kind of what I talked to Sydney about. Um, because then, yeah, when you guys asked me, like, how does... Do you advocate for yourself? Like, how does that work in your relationship? And, um... I was, once after I talked to Sydney about this, it made a lot more sense because Sydney is the kind of person that almost advocates for me, or at least draws out my advocacy, like forces me to advocate for myself. No, forces sounds aggressive, but like. <laughs> well, I went back and I talked to Sydney about how I feel about this, so then she told me how I feel about this, and then, <laughs> yeah. now I'm allowed to put it on the pod. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> whenever we're making decisions, she's always like, "Well, Brian, what do you want? Like, what do you want to do here?" Oh, and that I'm is like, the oh. only way to instantly paralyze any Wilson. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always just like, "Oh, I don't really care. It's like whatever everyone else wants to do. My opinion's not really that strong." And she's like, "But if you had to pick." What would you rather do? And it, it's usually, like, takes a while to get there, but I'll be like, okay, like, hands tied, had to make a decision. If I really needed to, it's like, I'd rather do this. And At the then, end of the day, when push comes to shove, mm-hmm. when it all comes and down then, to it, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I think um, another problem, not necessarily a problem, but a fact about how we make our decisions is for the Wilsons, it's like if someone tells them what they, if someone told us what they wanted to do, we'd be like, oh, well, they probably feel more strongly, so let's do that. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're hesitant to say what we want to do, because then we think that's going to lead someone into doing something they don't want to do, because they think it's what we want to do, but we don't really care that much either. Yeah. So, but then that's another reason it works well with Sydney, is because she's able to take what I want to do and then factor it into what she wants to do or what anyone else in the room wants to do and because she knows me well enough to kind of tell if I actually want if I really want something and I'm not vocalizing it or if I actually don't care Mm -hmm. so then she's able to take that data point and make better decisions for a group than we are yeah and she was saying the reason she thinks the reason she's good at that is because a lot of people in her family are that way too where they are like people pleasers and they just want to do what everyone else wants to do to make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. So Sydney's kind of done that, where she, like, takes everyone else's opinions 
and can kind of like read the room, knows the people well enough that you can say like, okay, this is probably what we should actually do. Yeah. I, feel, I, I think feel that's like a very good person to have around. None of the Wilsons are evolved into that role. Mm-hmm. I feel like we often will be in the conversation where it'll be like, like say there's two donuts left. It's like, hey, do you want one of those donuts? It's like, yeah. And it's like, well, which one do you want? It's like, well, which one do you want? It's like, oh, I really don't care. Just take whichever one you want. Well, I don't really care either. So like, honestly, if you have, if you have any preference at all, just like take that one. No, I, re- I really don't. I don't care which donut I have. Either one's fine with me. She's like, well, in that case, it's like, just just take your favorite, and then I'll take what's left. It's like, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah. Really. It's like, at days, mo- moons pass in that conversation, mm-hmm. and we cannot decide. That's another point that I brought up with Sydney, because if you recall my trip to Europe, when I went with uh, Isaac, mm-hmm. he is the same way, where... Um, just like, super easygoing, doesn't really have strong opinions about anything, and is going to have fun no matter what. Mm-hmm. So when me and him were trying to make decisions on what to do, it would just take so long. Because we'd both be like, I don't really care. Like, I'd be happy sitting in the hotel all day. I'm kind of tired. And it's like, but we could go see this. Do you want to go see this? Eh, kind of. Do you? I was like, eh, kind of. And it's like, neither of us felt strongly about anything. So we would eventually come up with a plan and like end up go doing things. But just arriving at that plan, like you said, was so long and mm-hmm. I wouldn't say tedious, but almost comical of us <laughs> trying to make a decision. <laughs> yeah. Because it would finally boil down to us doing like we said, like, um, well, if I had to pick something, blah, blah, blah. And, and then, like, saying what we want and then following it up with, but if we don't do that, it's totally fine. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, don't, I won't be super upset if we don't do it, but just, like, that's something we could do and I kind of want to do. Like, yeah. it's, it's comical to watch. Someone yeah, there was so passively expressed their opinion. <laughs> there was a tweet from like a Midwest Twitter account, just making fun of Midwesterners, but I feel like it's applicable. Where they were said, um, "Hey, excuse me, sir. Um, if it's all right, could you do um, possibly uh, do this favor for me? If not, totally fine. No worries. Seriously, it's completely all right. Actually, like, never mind. I'm sorry. Would you just want to run over me with your car? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> it's like seriously, like we. I feel like. Yeah, we take opinions, or not opinions, but, like, if somebody expresses their expectation for a situation or their desire for a situation, I feel like we take that extremely seriously. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, when we don't need to. Just because we do feel so, like, we don't feel strongly about a lot of things, so we've talked about this, our default is to assume the other person has a stronger opinion and then in that case, it's like, well, obviously we're going to go with that because I don't have a strong opinion. Mm-hmm. So it matters. It means more to them to do what they want to do. But I yeah. think in reality, um, other people, um, I can't think of anyone I know off the top of my head, but other people could feel as strongly about a decision as we do, like very low levels of caring, but they're still just going to say it. Because mm-hmm. they're like, I have the most minute preference one way or the other in this situation. I'm going to say it out loud. But if they do, since they don't hesitate to say it, it comes across as a much stronger desire. Maybe, yeah. Um, so it, it's like, and that's what I think one of the, like I said, the unique ability that Sydney has. And it's partially just because she knows me so well, she knows her family so well, that um, she's kind of able to read aside from the 
with the confidence that the opinion is presented, she's able to read how important that is to the person. Yeah. That's understandable. I, yeah. I was trying to think about how I self-advocate, and I feel like I expressed my opinion more eloquently earlier. I don't know. I think I said a lot of the generalities that we discussed earlier, but when I really get down to it, I feel like the most conflict I have when trying to, like, advocate for how I feel about something... I don't know. A lot of times I feel like I feel the most um, anguish when I'm not quite certain what I want out of a situation. You know, like, I feel like a lot of times I'll detect that I'm unhappy with what's happening before I know what I want to happen, if that makes any sense. Wait, could you say that one more time? Like, I feel like sometimes I'll detect that I'm unhappy with the situation before I completely understand what I want to happen with that situation. Yeah, I feel like that's a natural process. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not. I think it's just a. It's a daunting task for me to really just consider well, what do you want? Like, what do you mm -hmm. want to do? Because. I don't know. Sometimes you just can't tell, okay, do I just, like, feel gross and not want to do either any of these things? Or do I actually not want to do this? Do, is there something that I actually want to do? Or do, do I just not want to do this? Mm -hmm. Or there's a lot of factors. And I feel like I'm not really good at taking those into account when thinking, all right, if I could do anything, what would I do? Or, hey, what you want to do matters. So, like, consider that when making the next decision. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting point, too. Because now I'm thinking of situations where you're presented with do you want to do option A or option B? And mm -hmm. someone asks you, and it's like, say on a scale of like one to five, being like one is I don't want to do that, three is I don't care, five is I really want to do it. Yeah, if you're doing um, like a three versus a four, sometimes it's real tough. Well, yeah, hold on. Let me actually put that differently. Assuming you kind of want to do both. Let's say one is I... I barely have a preference this way, and five is like, I definitely want to do this one. Mm -hmm. It's if, so, if someone asks you between, do you want to do A or B, you could be like, I, like, well, I want to do A, like, a level one, and then B is like a level two. So it's like, what am I trying to say? It's so just you, like, like in, in low stakes decisions. Yeah, like if you barely prefer to do one over the other, then... It's like you could have an option C that would also be equally as passionate yeah it's like you have a myriad of things like i'm thinking of the situation where it's like after work you get home it's like what do you want to do tonight it's like do you want to play it <laughs> this is actually like literally the discussion me and sydney have every single day it's like what do you want to do tonight we could play cards we could watch tv we could like go for a walk we could blah mm -hmm. blah blah like all anything and i'm like literally any of those sound good and it's like well do you have a preference any one way and it's like Maybe all of those options would be, like, level one, and then, like, some of them would be level two. But, like, as long as we do something, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, rarely is it, like, this is really what I want to do tonight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Speaking of cards, um, I played two games of cribbage with my roommate last night. Lost one game, and then skunked her in the other one. Heck yeah. So that means you won best two out of three. Yeah. But yeah. Any eggs. Kind of for a closing point on this whole conversation about advocacy, I think kind of the main uh, complication 
in making decisions and making sure you advocate for yourself is the perception of how strongly you feel about something. Mm-hmm. So I guess here's my solution is okay. in any group setting, anytime you're trying to gauge the interests of the group, just instead of just asking everyone what they want to do and saying like, all right, we need to put it to a vote. Like, okay, we got three votes for this, four votes for this. You'd have people say what they want, but then also say, how strongly do you feel? Mm-hmm. Like, how much do you want to do that option, and how much do you not want to do that option? And then make sure every everyone vocalizes that, and then hold everyone's opinions equal. So you need a weighted vote, both positive and negative, for each option. Yeah, and then but then also you don't need to get a spreadsheet. into... You don't really need to get into the numbers, but just to make sure everyone's getting advocated for. Mm-hmm. You need to have that person in the group. You need the Sydney. Yeah. To draw I think out uh, recently desires. I've been, when I've been doing votes in social <laughs> situations recently, adding an abstain option has really helped because you just say this thing, this thing or abstain and then like everyone votes and then even if like there's two people that vote for one thing, one person that votes for another thing, then you can tell, okay, like it's a pretty chill group vibe, but let's just mm-hmm. go with this one since it like won this arbitrary vote that we put it to. See I feel like abstain, though, that could still cause issues because you have people like Wilsons who are, like, even if we have a slight preference one way or the other, we would abstain. Because we're like, I have a slight preference, but it doesn't really matter. That's yeah. just you valuing your opinion very lowly. You whereas, wouldn't vote in a, in a social whereas, situation? Whereas another person might have a slight opinion one way, and but then they would vote because they view their opinion differently than we were raised to. Okay, I guess that's where we might differ, because if somebody actually... If I have a slight preference and somebody explicitly asks me to vote, I wouldn't just say that I don't have a preference. Okay. Do you think you would? I don't know. Depends on the situation. I feel like you'd be pretty... Like, okay, like, every single day we meet for Run Club and we decide, like, where we're gonna run. And then uh-huh. I think that's what I'm thinking of when I say, like, this thing, this thing, or abstain. And then, like, I'll vote for a route, and then if it wins or loses, I'll be like, all right, we're good. And then I, like, <laughs> recently, I am I'm, I'm I get annoyed when, like, we pick a route, and then everyone, like, sits there for another second, and then, like, slowly walks that way for a second. So literally, we'll be like, all right, that route wins, and then I'll take off running that direction. <laughs> <laughs> the leader we need. Yeah. I try to show up right on time, and then I take off right when we decide what the route is. (laughs) I got no time to waste. I'm the president now. Jay Wilson, 2021. My time is valuable. But yeah, I guess if it was an A-B decision, and I had a slight preference, I'd probably vote. Yeah. Hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean everyone that has a slight preference would. And that's where we get in, that's the whole problem we're talking about, is self-advocacy. Yeah. Some people don't advocate for themselves. Oh, yeah. And then, honestly, the higher stress it goes, the less likely I am to advocate for myself. Because if it's a stressful situation, I get very focused on diffusing. So, um, I might just think, okay, how can I make this situation good as quickly as possible? Rather than, alright, like, is, is the way that I genuinely feel part of what's causing this like stressful situation? Because if that's the case... It might just be a crappy situation, because you really shouldn't compromise something that's, like, a genuine, like, desire or feeling on your part, just because it solves something. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like that's one of my biggest pitfalls in self-advocacy, is, like, valuing solving the situation or pleasing, like, 
like others over just getting to an answer rather than getting to the answer that you prefer yeah or like sometimes there isn't an answer you know like Uh sometimes the group splits and you do different things like Mm -hmm. if you're trying to decide a meal and you really can't come to a conclusion sometimes oh we'll just have some people go here and some people go there or like like sometimes there isn't a compromise you know yeah i think that's something that's hard for me to realize so everyone out there listening make sure you advocate for yourself and never compromise (laughs) make sure everyone you're with is getting advocated for be don't hesitate to advocate for someone else if you think they need it yeah so yeah you can you can email us tell us how you advocate for yourself tell us how you behave in these situations email is weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com jay let's catch up on some of these emails that we we fell behind in the week that we missed we know how taylor advocates for herself by lodging (laughs) physical complaints at podcasts um digital complaints if you will yeah what uh do you want me to read the first one yeah all right this one's titled back in my day um once again from grandma taylor wait did i miss something is elijah elijah's getting around um (laughs) (laughs) what up wilson's Things be crazy here, getting ready to go on vacation, so keeping this short and sweet and sending it early so I don't forget and get called out again. Oh boy, oh, well you had plenty of what time. What a twist of fate. <laughs> we got called out. My list of things I will tell my grandkids. One, oh. <laughs> you had to pay for texts. There was no unlimited texting. Once I got grounded because I ran up our phone bill by a couple hundred bucks while, by texting. Oh boy. Jeez. Gotta get that unlimited that. plan. Yeah, we got... We I think got, I always had an unlimited plan. Dad knew that the Unlimited was going to be a big deal, so he got on quick, and we've been riding the coattails ever since. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's we got Unlimited of... data when you could do nothing with data on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, there were Unlimited data plans, like, before smartphones. What were you like doing you, with that data? You could have Unlimited data, and it would you could not Google something if you tried. Like, you could get on your phone, and you would try to use it, and it would not work almost all the time, and you would just give up. Oh, my god! What was data for? picture mail maybe I don't like know. pulling up video could you even pull up a video i don't know how you would navigate a web browser on a cell phone back then no like using the freaking rumor touch you remember that thing well i'm talking pre-touch screens too oh yeah no they had browsers they didn't work they did yeah <laughs> like they didn't they didn't have safari but they had a browser all right number two in quotes call me after nine when my minutes are free you used to have a limited number of minutes during the day on your cell phone, but nights and weekends were free. What in the world were cell phone I never companies knew about that. doing? I remember the I remember the commercials about like minutes and like oh your yeah. minutes don't roll over and they had a bunch of like little clocks. Yeah, I don't. Rem- but I never was on a minute plan. Yeah, that's like that's a vague memory to me. Yeah, um, three. I could text on my phone without looking at it. Pressing two four times got me the a lowercase b. This was a, such a clutch thing for texting in class. Do you remember T9? No. There were two settings to text when phones just had the number keys. There was ABC, and then there was T9. Where ABC was you had to press the button a bunch of times to get to the right letter. But T9 was you would just press the buttons that had the letters you wanted, and then your phone would figure out what the word you were trying to say was. Oh, shoot. It was really cool. I'd like to try and code that. That would be a fun coding challenge. Oh, man. I feel like that would be a lot harder than you think. 
So it Number looks four. like she used ABC if pressing yeah. two four times got the lowercase b. Number four, you couldn't use the phone and the internet at the same time, and fights would happen if you disconnected the internet during a download. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have forgotten to mention, but, like, resetting the router definitely was Ugh. a bigger thing back in the day. I know. I don't know what has happened in router technology since then, but we were doing it, like, Multiple daily. times a day. We had to, like, I think our router was just crappy. Yeah, that might have been it. Linksys, man. Linksys. <laughs> but, uh, alright, we actually had to listen to the radio in our car. No Spotify, Apple Music, or even Pandora. And I would record the weekly Top 40 Countdown on the weekend on my cassette tape so I could listen to it throughout the week. Okay, that's something I never got into was recording the radio. Yeah, Dad talked about that. I know that was a thing, but I never had, never lived in that world. I think Dad, Dad had one memory of, uh, there was a song <laughs> that he wanted to record on the radio and he was waiting to record it and he finally got it on the radio and started recording it. But then he had to sneeze really bad, so he like sneezed into a bunch of pillows to try and muffle it. But he said every time he listened to it, he could hear his sneeze on the track. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I bet you if you, a- if you asked him the song, he could probably tell you which song it was and when the sneeze is, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I bet if he listened to that song, he'd say, and that's where I sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, number six. This isn't anything super specific, but I recently created a Gmail account for Elijah, and I have been emailing him short little stories, pictures, funny things he does or says, and plan on giving him the password when he turns 18. That is so cool. That is pretty cool, actually. Hopefully Gmail doesn't, like, go under. But, uh... (laughs) Anyways, I want to do this with our next kid as well, (gasps) because it is so easy to forget those things as we get older, and I want him to have these funny stories and to help me remember as well. Hope you had an amazing week. Sincerely, Grandma Taylor. That is so cool. Yeah. Just the fact, it's like a cool medium to do it by. Because you could like write these things down, or like make a scrapbook, like photo albums. But having it in a Gmail, like imagine your 18th birthday, you get like this login, and you're like, what? And then it's just like your whole life. That's so cool. cool. That's really fun. I'm going to reply with the auto-generated response, love it appropriate (laughs) all right you got the next one yeah this next one is back in my day different different capitalizations for different emphasis yeah and this one is from brian's girlfriend me i'm brian this is my girlfriend wilson bros (laughs) (laughs) no big deal yeah i got a girlfriend i got a girlfriend no big deal wilson bros as always loved the podcast jay Although I love your input on the bike situation, tires are scary. Yeah, you ever seen the movie Rubber? (laughs) (laughs) About a sentient murderous tire. You you guys should watch that. That one is a trip. I don't think that's Sydney's kind of movie, but she she definitely would would watch it with me. Nice. Alright, we decided to go with the aforementioned hybrid that is a mix between a road and mountain bike. However, there was a shortcut. (laughs) (laughs) However, there is an opportunity to get smaller tires once I conquer my fear of tiny tires. Awesome. She's going to be on Hot Wheel tires before she knows it. (laughs) I'm looking forward to changing up my exercise routine, and most importantly, doing it with my man. Mashed potatoes, you don't even want to know. What? Oh, when I was talking about how she makes them without butter? Yeah. (laughs) She said, you don't want to know. Very carefully. How could you have not said how I met your mother? In what? 
I don't know. There's like not a lot of context here. Yeah, come on, Sydney. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. That was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it was one week, we would have made we're more sense. We're talking about shows. Bit. Oh, what we're gonna tell our grandparents or grandkids about? Watching How I Met Your Mother, maybe? Oh, yeah. I got... No, I need to tell my grandkids how I met my... I guess not their mother. Their mother oh, yeah. my daughter. But how I met their grandmother. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a great story. At a bar. <laughs> I can actually use that. <laughs> what about a... Well, if you if you tell them how I met your mother, you'd be like, well, I made her. I know, yeah. That's why or, it has to be how I met your grandmother. Or your father introduced me to her. One of those two. Wait. How, why? How would that work? Because their mother might be from a different family. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That that plays out better than them being my daughter. It would be if I had a son. Yeah. Okay, cool. Got it. Be like, well, well grandkids... One day, your father was hammered. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Yeah. All right. Do I got the next one? I think this one's just a picture. What? All right. I'm going to describe the picture. It's a beach. It's a beach with um, a listener at the beach. Yeah. Taylor. We We got water. We got a black... Baseball cap. Got some kick-ass shades. Oh, yeah. Lots of name brand in this picture. Yeah. Really flexible. Uh-huh. A running hat. Yeah. It's a running hat. Oh, and always fun when you can see the reflection of the cell phone in the sunglasses. I always look for that. Awesome. Okay. I wonder what beach that is. Yeah. I know they went to the beach recently, but... So it probably I, wasn't Wilmington. I like that hat too. It's like it's not running hat material, but it says running on it, and it's of the it's like it's Adidas. So like I don't know. Yeah. I've just always been a more of an Adidas guy than a Nike guy. Yeah, it's vintage. Yeah, yeah. it looks like yes, uh, Dave yes. Dave Waddle would wear that. I bet. Ah yes, yes, yes. Look up Dave Waddle eight hundred seventy two Olympic Games. There's no auto replies for this picture. Google doesn't know what to do with this. Yeah. Well, it's Google's fault, Taylor. I'm sorry. But <laughs> and here's our most recent email sent um, about an hour ago. It says, "Ooh, a response means you are recording. I hope, which means my Tuesday <laughs> won't be ruined again." Smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> You're in luck. Oh, All right, man. but that wraps it up. Yeah, man. That's the first time we've been like live emailed. I guess. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's fun. It's exciting. Oh man. Well. All right. Don't say it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. Okay. Because what it is, Brian, what it is, is, <laughs> what it is. <laughs> is that at this point of the show, I start panicking, thinking, oh, crap, I had an hour and a half to think of a song to scat sing at the end, and I didn't. And then I just, I panic, and I say, I say that's all we got for you today four times in a row. Yeah. But <laughs> that's not okay. all we got, but we're going to leave it here, so come back next week for a little more. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Holy what? shit. <laughs> what did I just stumble upon? <laughs> oh, man. Well, at least for this week, I think we're going to leave it there. But uh, join us next week while we continue the conversation. Keep it going. Keep this ball rolling. See how long we can just... 
roll the you know, ball. defy entropy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um but at least for this week we're going to call it. So uh once again, if you feel that you have an opinion that's worth sharing, if you want to advocate for yourself, you can email into the podcast at uh, weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. But until then, we're going to go take a break. So have a good week. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Until the end of next week, unless otherwise stated. I'm Jay Wilson, he's Brian Wilson, and this has been The Weekly Wilson. Sydney is so upset that I brought the Mercedes back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that car's the worst. <laughs> she saw, I, she had like a physical reaction to seeing it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Because you pulled in, windshield shattered, tire mess, tail light out, front, like the hood is just covered in poop. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish you would have thrown up on, like in the Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, maybe next time.